This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from December the 12th, 1995. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you. Before we start the show, I just wanted to remind you that you can join us on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash Reliving the Extreme. We have unedited, unedited episodes of the show. If you hear a show here on Reliving the Extreme that goes maybe 45 minutes to an hour, there's probably... 90 minutes of content there because we, of course, discuss things before the show. We discuss things after the show, maybe in the middle of the show that hits the cutting room floor. And uh, if we get a big enough support on Patreon, we are going to start doing bonus episodes as well, uh, where we will talk about different territories or anything else pertaining to pro wrestling. Um, so that's patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. There's a few different tiers. You can get unedited audio, unedited video, and there's also a membership for 15 a month where you can be a co-host on the show periodically. So lots of bonus stuff there for Patreon. And as we start the show, a couple of weeks ago, of course, the passing of Terry Funk and we did not have, Chad was not available for that episode. So I wanted to start out this week to get his thoughts on a man that he respected, got to work with, and loved dearly, Terry Funk. So that's what we're going to start the show off with, Chad's thoughts on the late Terry Funk. Enjoy the show, everybody. Chad, when Aaron and I did the episode of the show a couple of weeks ago, when you weren't you weren't able to be with us and we talked about um, Terry Funk passing away, and we didn't get to have you on that episode, which I thought kind of sucked because I really wanted to get your thoughts and memories of terry funk because i know i know you knew terry and he was dear to you just like i mean it's up for us as fans he was dear to us but obviously not not as not like someone that actually worked with him and and got to know him and i know you were as big a fan as anybody of the funker and i just wanted to get your thoughts here because you didn't get to do it when we discussed it on that show of of terry funk and your memories of him dude um it, it was probably best that I didn't do the show, honestly, because mm-hmm. it, it would have taken me hours just to even get my thoughts together. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know why, I don't know how, but for some reason, he liked me, and, and you can tell by watching the ECW show when you see a, you know all the stuff with, with me and him and stuff. Like, it was because he picked me. Sure, I was the job guy. You know what I mean? I I, I was the ham. And I was the ham for a reason. Because he knew that, that I could do it and not fuck it up. And, and I mean, it wasn't like... It, the only, I mean, I, I will say this. There was only like twice. I mean, at least once that I know of. Once we got back to the hotel... That uh, he called me over and he and he he tried he tried to buy me a cord light and I, and I looked at him I went I, I don't think so and he's like oh what are you saying I go I I I I, I can't I can't do cord light <laughs> I I can do Bud Light but no 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 I can't do cord lights but I mean. I mean, it, it, like he was the kind of guy like that would um, even if he didn't see you for 10 years, you know what I mean? And he walked into a locker room, he would go like, you know, hey, Chad, how you doing? You know, he would still know who you were. Mm-hmm. 
even if you hadn't seen him for 10 years. And I mean, what I saw him, I saw him every week for what? I don't know, five years, whatever it was, three years. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that was a rough one. I actually think I even call out of work that day. And when they asked why I said it's funk day, you know, go yeah. funk yourself. It's a religious holiday. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I could pick and choose like my holidays, and but when you when, when you lose somebody like Terry Funk, that's not like fucking. That's not like that's not like losing. That's that's not like losing Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jesus is like one step below Terry Funk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was that was a brutal one. I actually um, when we did oh. the. When we did the when when we did the the yeah, tribute the, on the, the we can't wrestle podcast for him, I actually brought up the fact that whether or not he's somewhat he might be he may or may not be someone's favorite wrestler, but I really do think if you look at how many times he reinvented himself, what he meant to Japanese wrestling, what he meant to so many territories in in this country, and then literally. ECW existed because of his presence. I mean, I'm not trying to discount anybody else that worked there, but he put that stamp on it that made it legitimate. And for everything that he did, whether or not he's someone's favorite wrestler, there is a big case to be made that he's the greatest of all time. Oh, I mean, he's um, he's probably top. If he's not top five in my world, he's probably top three. Just based upon what you just said, Nate. Mm -hmm. um, his Japanese run, uh, him, re he, you know, his shitty WWF run, you know, which was, well, you know, that was just for money. Uh, going back to WCW with Flair, you know, the business they did there. Then going back to Japan, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, how how long how how old was this motherfucker? <laughs> he never had a he be in um how do I say it like bad situations, but he would still be good at it. You know what I mean? Like like you said, like when he went to WWF, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, like idea wise, but he made it work and he made it entertaining. Just like when he went to WCW and. Um, in the in, in 99, like it was bad shit, but he still made or it might yeah. have been 2000, but he still made it fucking work and he was still the most entertaining thing on the fucking show. Um, well, he did, he did the best of what they gave him, what they allowed him to do, and and and, and he took shitty things and like made it entertaining, you know what I mean? Because he's fucking Terry Funk. And of course, of the course. question I was gonna ask Chad is that you work with the guy, um. I shouldn't say the guy. You worked with him. Um, is there anything that stands out in your mind that you learned from him that you didn't know before you got in there uh, with him? You know what I mean? I, 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 I will say this. I made I made him a tape that because I, I I knew he wasn't a big a big tape collector or anything, and I made him a tape. And do you remember the the interview where he pulled he poured the oil on his head? Oh yeah, so that's 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 some of my favorite shit of all time. Well, that that I had, I had, the, I, 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 I had the master, I had the master tape of, and I made him that, and it was like three or four other things and all that I didn't think that he had had or had seen, 
And when when I when I went when I went up to him to give him a tape, he he put his arm around my put his arm around my my neck, and he just said, "I don't want to remember any of that shit." <laughs> like 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 you know what I mean? Like I'm like, dude, here it is. It's right here on video. You know, and, and he just he just didn't he just didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it was like, like don't I, look back, look forward type of shit. I'm I'm assuming that. I mean, I I can't I can't speak for him now, but I'm just saying. I want I want to get the tape, and he he just put his arm around me and says, "I don't need to look at that shit. I don't need to remember any of that shit." And I'm thinking like, do you do you even remember it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like it was stuff going it was stuff going back to like seventy seven, and 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 this was like ninety, this was like ninety five. You know what I'm saying? I, I I can't remember where I did Tuesday. What yeah, what is today? Today it's Wednesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what I, I can't remember where I did on Wednesday. Well, I mean, I keep, I, I keep, I keep, I keep somehow finding a way to not work. But yeah, definitely, definitely Terry, one of the greatest of all time. And like I said, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't go without, without hearing at least some, some of your thoughts on, on the great one. Um, before we got into our ECW review. For Dude, this. he was great at the bar. He was great. I mean, like he's, he was, he was like. Like in ECW, he was kind of like Ric Flair. Like when you get when, when you got to the bar, you would see everybody, you know, Sandman, you know, you know, just Cairo, whatever. You see him at the bar, but then like all of a sudden you would just turn around, and there'd be Terry Funk going, Chad, come here. And, and, and like I said, he would always hand me a Coors Light. And I would just look at him like I, I don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't do, I don't do Coors Lights. But I mean, I'm not turning down a Coors Light from Terry Funk. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and all of it, all of his runs were were awesome and everything. But like that run where he came back in '89 or whatever with Flair and had like the I Quit match and all that shit. Like he was in like hella good shape. Like that's the best shape he was ever in. I think. And he was in his forties. Yeah, it's nuts. Like he came back and he's like, he's got, he's, I'm not gonna say shredded or whatever, but he was, he was, he had abs, and it was like, Jesus Christ. Had he well, recently, it, it, when it he did nuts. that, when he did that, had he recently done a movie? When he did I think that so. run, probably was it over the top? Maybe that's what I was just thinking. Like, why would why would he have? But you know what I mean. Like, because he wasn't necessarily a guy you thought of for being, like you said, having a great physique or whatever. But that could have been why. And he was never out know. of shape. No, no. But I'm just saying he was in. Maybe he was in movie shape. Like he was lean and mean and fucking eighty nine man. Like he, he looked good. I was just kidding about going on ahead and challenging you for the title. I mean, I I, I love I mean I, I love how like just even. At, his his shitty ass performance in a Roadhouse, you know, like even even that to me is like when I see his name on there, like he did nothing in, in that movie. And yeah, it was he was still great. Yeah, yeah, he he punched the guy and he got thrown off a fucking he got thrown over a railing. I told it, it was still it was Terry Funk. I told a guy at work 
uh, that is also a wrestling fan. We were talking about him. I said, man, even, even though it sucked, even though it completely stunk, even when they had to do, had him doing Funk's Grill, somehow he still made Funk's Grill good, Funk's even though it stunk. Even and it was, a, it was it not a thing he should have been doing. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't. it wasn't good, but it was still Terry, so I still like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it was him being it was him being Terry, and the other guy had no idea, like that he was just doing Terry. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't like they got they got together before any years. All right, this is what I want to say. This is what you're going to say. It was they went out there and Terry just said, "Fuck all this nonsense," <laughs> you know. I'm I'm stealing the segment. Yeah, we got five minutes, segment. and I'm I'm running it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean that that's what that's what I think happened. I mean I, I didn't work at the well, time, I so I don't know, but I didn't work at the time. Well, yeah, all right. Terry was a fucking. Yeah, Terry's a top a top. If he's not a top five guy, he's a top three guy in the business. Like I mean. In my eyes, it's 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 Flair, maybe Terry, and then Dusty. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you can put them in any order, you know. And and, and, and that was a rough one, man. That that was a rough one. And I and like I I, like it. like like Aaron and I talked about um, when we talked about it. I don't know if I I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say a bad word about the guy either. You know, I mean, just a very giving. A very giving performer as well. I don't know, just one of the greats. Well, he never he, he never got mad at a payoff, as far as I know. I mean, he just tell no you he just tell you he's just tell you his source was sick and fucking go home. He didn't make a big deal about it. <laughs> yeah, fuck. He he made it town, you know. Especially or just it. tell you that he didn't think it. Or he'd just tell you that he didn't think he could afford him. Like, on that um, non-WWF produced ECW documentary, he talks about Ty Gordon called him and said, I want you to come up and and work this little territory I got. And he's like, Todd, I don't know if you can, like, I don't know if you can afford me. Like, like he basically, Terry basically told Todd, like, if you can't pay, if if bringing me up there means you can't pay the other guys, just don't bring me up there because I don't want to be the reason that <coughs> other guys are getting like you know shortchanged well, yeah. or whatever. Terry was still there, wasn't he? Still he made still, the shot. He still made the shots. And I'm not saying that we didn't get paid, but yeah, I'm sure our pay was was cheaper. Well, because he knew Terry was you know a couple grand, and, and a, you figure. In, in, in 1994 money, that was a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're, try, you're trying to spread around 2500 bucks, you know, or so, between, what, 15, 18 people, you know? You know, and Terry's getting, I don't know, probably 75% of it. Then you, then you do the math on what we're all getting. And then you, then you know, and then you got you figure in what's the return on this? How many, how much would we have made had Terry not been here? You know what I mean? Like if Terry wasn't on the card, maybe nobody would have made a goddamn thing. <laughs> of course, of course, there would have been more. There would have been more guys in the locker room than in the crowd. Of course, that's why nobody bitched. 
it was it was always better. It was like you know, like remember back in the days when people would thank Hogan for the house. Yeah, everybody wanted like to be on the, the everybody wanted to be on everybody wanted to be on the Hogan the Hogan card. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're an ACW arena, you know, and you're, and you're drawing four hundred people every every two weeks, and then all of a sudden now you're drawing a thousand people, twelve hundred people. Every couple weeks, because you got Terry Funk on the show. Well, I mean, our chest got bigger. You know, thank Terry Funk for the house. Thank you, Terry Funk, for the house. Thank you, Terry Funk, for the house. We, <laughs> Chad, appreciates it, and so does everybody that ever got to work with you. Well, the episode of ECW we're reviewing this week is from December the twelfth, nineteen ninety-five. We've kind of fast-forwarded through time because Aaron and I discussed November to remember ninety-five last week, and. Then about four weeks worth of shows was just stuff from November to remember '95. So we except the heavenly bodies showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fan cam stuff there. <laughs> um, and also, I was wrong when we talked about November to remember as well because the night after, I I do know for a fact that the night after November to remember, Public Enemy wrestled at the Survivor Series on a, in a dark match against the Smoking Guns in Landover. However. I thought that the November to Remember was their last date with ECW. Apparently it wasn't because they are featured on this show as well. Um, but they're very close to being gone. I know they are because they're in WCW by early 96. But anyway, yeah, the show starts off with uh, Joey introducing us to footage, fan cam footage of the Heavenly Bodies laying out a bunch of other tag teams, including the Public Enemy. Um, I forget what arena they said that was in, but the Heavenly Bodies have made their their ECW appearance. Yeah, there was there was pretty much one and done, <laughs> wasn't it? I think so. I think I think we're gonna see them on a couple of TV episodes, but that's because all of that was taped at right, one right. shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah over a weekend or whatever. Yeah, I mean the Heavenly Bodies. I thought would have would have been great. In ECW, I mean, a perfect foil for Public Enemy. Um, you could have threw them in there with the Dudleys, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they were. I mean, they were. I thought they were a great team. I wasn't always the biggest fan of, of Jimmy Del Rey, personally, but I, I love Tom Pritchard. Jimmy Del Rey. Did so? Did you ever work with him? Like actually work him in the ring, Jimmy Del Rey or Tom. Well, Tom Pritchard, I think I know you did or have, but yeah, but Jimmy Del Jimmy Del Rey, no, and I, and I, I wish that I could have man, because when he was Jimmy Backlund back in Florida, he took the greatest backdrop. I, I, I stole his backdrops. When when like when he would take backdrops the way he would take them, I I stole that from him, you know because. I always thought you should never take a backdrop that you know the way they, the way you do it traditionally. I always thought there's, there's always a different way to take it, right? And I, I learned that I, I kind of learned that from him. Like, but I never told him that. It was, it was, I, I don't give a fuck. So after we see the heavenly bodies deal, Aaron, oh Aaron, did you have anything on that segment? Sorry, uh, not yet. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no. We have we have the the EC uh, another person emerges here in ECW. It is Damian Kane with Lady Alexandra. Good lord! And he, and he is managing 
the bad crew. There's a whole lot. There's a whole lot going on here with these with these goofs. <laughs> uh, for one, Damien's, the one guy the was first, like a mouth the first, breather. The first thing the, I wrote down. The first thing I wrote guy, down about. I was just gonna say the one guy was a mouth breather. Like he was standing on the ring and he's just like, Ugh. like had his mouth fucking wide open. And um, Damian Kane is basically um, Leather Lou Albano. <laughs> That's what actually it's funny that you said that because I wrote down, does this guy think he's Lou Albano? I literally wrote that down. See, it's like it's like it's as blatant as when Dick Slater would do Terry Funk. Like I mean, I mean, did didn't I already I already tell you guys on my previous on previous shows about why Bad Crew was even there? I don't think so. We're no, I don't think so. When I but I when I do see them, I, I'm like, oh man, I don't I don't know how uh AWA didn't survive with these guys around, but anyway, no, they. It, it's because they <laughs> no, had they, they had a Pennsylvania um, li- license, and and Paul and Paul used their license all the all the time in, in exchange for them working. So I mean, that's why that's why they got a mid card push, you know, because Paul used their license, and they had a falling out over money, and. Goodbye. The heck's coming, Bad Crew. Wolfman's ring, Rocco's ring, Bad Crew's license. That's the story of early ECW, I guess. Yeah, pretty much, man. Um. So, if you did, you ever? Because I know he was he was kind of a, a a semi big deal on the East Coast Indies. Did you ever have any interaction with with Damian Kane, Chad? Um. Yeah, because I, I worked. Like he, he ran he ran shows in like Harrisburg and stuff, like with Bad Crew, and I and me and Dino used to work on them shows all the time, all the time. Like we we were like a like a mainstay on their stable on on their on their roster. Me and Dino were, whether it was against them, whether it was against the Bushwhackers, whether it was against Mool and May, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but you know what I mean. Like they like me and Dino, and we, I mean we like them. We had no problem with them. They had no problem with us. They they liked our gimmick, you know, and we like we we liked their territory. I mean their little. I mean it was like an hour an hour and a half drive for us, you know. Right up ninety five Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, from from Baltimore. Boom, right there. And they would run like, and they were like, they, they would they would use me and Dino all the time, like all, they'd use us all the time. It was like we were like their big, like their their main stars for some reason, except for that big fucking gigantic guy that stunk. I can't remember his name. He was like seven yeah, foot eight, but he was terrible. They, they built him as the largest fucking wrestler in the world, or whatever. But it was, they should have built him as the largest worst wrestler in the world. I'm gonna have to figure out who we're talking about. I'm gonna have to do some research on that because I honestly oh, yeah, don't know. Yeah. You'll 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 find them if you find if you can find any results from the Bad Crew shows that I'm on. You can find that big gigantic piece of garbage on there. <laughs> he stunk, dude, and, and he thought he was great. Good <laughs> lord, he was bad. Big gigantic piece of garbage. <laughs> That's what he was, dude. Could you imagine trying to throw him out, you know, on Thursdays? 
They take like four trash guys four and throw trash. them in the back of the truck. <laughs> he was that fucking big, but he stunk. I, I think he was a giant warrior. I mean, I mean, how original uh, that, that? name? Now, see, that name sounds familiar. I recognize that name from the magazines back in the day. That might be it. The giant warrior. He was terrible, dude. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody as bad as that. I, I probably have, but because I look I look for bad wrestling all the time. But I, I don't think I've really seen anybody as bad live when I, when I was watching it, like on a monitor going, oof. I don't was think I said Hungarian oof. barbarian. Jeff. Jeff. Oh, it, 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 he was it, it it was like it was like him. Yes. It like was him. just yeah. like him. Well, I just looked it up, but it's this Hungarian barbarian is six seven and three hundred and five pounds. That that's probably him. He was, it, but he wasn't in Hungary. <laughs> it was three hundred five pounds. He's stunk. He was in a stable with the bad crew known as the Pack. There you go. Yeah, that's probably him. The, the Hungarian barbarian the- jabroni fucking. Whatever. Which dominated hard way wrestling among other several independents during the 90s and early 2000s. He said dominated? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he, yeah, he, I'm sure he drew big money. For the, I'm just saying for what the his Wikipedia said. Huh? I'm just saying what his Wikipedia said. So it's probably the Hungarian Barbarian. He is also known for seriously injuring independent wrestler Cotton the Bad Butcher. <laughs> What a name. Sorry, Cotton. I'm sorry you got injured, but oh, that's probably him. Interesting. I told, thing. I told you how bad he was. What was that guy's name? Cotton the Bad Butcher. As opposed to interesting nylon. About as opposed Cotton, to as opposed to nylon the good butcher. I don't know. Well, that stunk. Yeah, he he was he was bad, dude. And Can we move over that? Vinyl. Because I'm, I'm trying to fucking I'm trying to have a good life here. Well, the uh, for next week uh, for next week's show for content, we're gonna go through the Hungarian Barbarians Wikipedia and that's just that's <laughs> I can't then I can't wait then. I'm, the I'm, oppo- already, I'm already gonna put time in off of a work for that one. The opposition for the bad crew in this match is Bubba and DW Dudley. As they come to the ring, sign guy has a gigantic sign, which I thought was funny. Bubba's fucking over as hell with that crowd. And um, just uh, more fun stuff from the Dudleys. I keep saying every single every single week, the Dudleys are so much fun to watch at this point. I'm just going to say it. Damien came pop me. Like, when he said, <laughs> Why? It's like, you got anything else to say, you fucking retard? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was, it was 95, dude. <laughs> I know, but I was just like watching it now. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, Bob. I mean, the, yeah, uh, the Dudleys were uh, and at this point. I'm not going to say they were their, their most over, but it was like it was like the most over they had been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they were they were there for a couple months, and it was like, all right, whatever, man, they're cool. Then all of a sudden, boom, they were over. I mean, the the, the crowd just connected you know they had they had the gimmick they had the song they had everything like going for them and i mean you could have threw you could have threw chad austin dudley out there and and he, he would have been over you know 
And there is something the inherently, there is something inherently fucking hilarious about fat Bubba. I don't know what it is, but when Bubba's fat, it's just especially, automatically funny. Big funny. Especially this one because he's got he has hair. And there's yeah, a lot of hair. And he's got, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it, it, DW though. Yeah, it, DW it, 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 he didn't he didn't last very long, dude. He annoys the fuck out of me. But yeah, Bubba, and then like when Bubba would stutter or start dancing, and Dick would get mad, and sign guy had the big sign, and I even like Chubba Dudley eating his <coughs> fucking hoagie. Like it's all good shit, but I could go without DW. He wasn't Me a bad too, worker. Yeah. I, just, not, I thought the know, character I, was annoying. You, did you I, know, I was never, I, I was know, never uh, a big fan of DW either. Did you know or have uh, much interaction with Chubby Dudley, Chad? Uh, oh yeah, Lou. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like when we were all jobbers, like job, like like not just job guys in the ring, like jobbers that were like promoting towns or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it was it was like yeah, me, Lou, Gabe. Um. Yeah, because I didn't know to be on uh, uh, even little even fucking gay as Doug. Yeah, we, we were we, we were all a team. We were all a team. Yeah, because I didn't know a lot about Chubby Dudley to be honest with you, other than what I'd seen in ECW, and he was just recently on um, the ECW podcast that Dave Dynasty does, where he talks. He do, he doesn't do like show reviews like we do. He does more more history and stuff and interviews. And he uh, he had he actually had Chubby Dudley on his show. I was like, damn, I didn't know this guy's story. He actually seems you know it seems like he had a a pretty decent little career on the East coast and seemed pretty intelligent about the business. He didn't seem like, I just didn't know a lot about him. So I just figured he was some schlub, you know, and yeah, but then, that way, but then he, then he like moved to Las Vegas and like started promoting. I don't, I don't think it was wrestling shows. Like he started promoting like other shows, other shows like out, out like in Vegas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he just, I, I don't know if wrestling was a passion of his or it was just a way for him to get in, into the business somehow. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, yeah, like, a, a, after he moved to, like, Vegas, he he started promoting concerts, you know, all that shit. A, a, lot, a lot of the stupid, um, like, conventions and crap, too. And then this... Sign Guy Dudley. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, sign guy Dudley obviously wasn't a wrestler or whatever, but that dude wound up working for Vince. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he like, made it like, up there as like, a, like as an executive he, he, or whatever. He, he was a promoter. You know, he he got towns. That's that, that that's a job in, in the business. You know what I mean? If you, if you can get it, if you can book a town. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Yeah. If you're going to book a town and you can draw people in it, then you got a job. The next Hall of Fame, they should have Bubba and Devon induct the other Dudleys. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Bring out, bring out Chubby and Sign Guy. And <coughs> like one, like, like one at a time. Yeah, one <laughs> at a time. Just bring them out one at a time. It'd be like an hour and a half. 
longer be longer than let make it longer than Flair's induction. Um <laughs> or, or the Sheiks. <laughs> Have a nice day. Uh, it's it's the Sheik Dudley. <laughs> Could you imagine that if they brought the, if they brought the Sheik out of the Dudley? Oh good which, lord. Which one? The Sheik or the Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik Dudley. <laughs> let me tell you something, Bubba. Oh, he's Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Bubba says what? And then he goes, "I'm not talking to you, Jabroni." Yeah, dude, that'd be, that'd be awesome if he brought the Iron Sheet Dudley. Well, this match, the the Dudleys go over the bad crew, um, and then it's kind of funny. At the, it's kind of funny at the end. Uh, Big Dick Dudley, of course, won't let Bubba dance, and Bubba is intimidated by Big Dick, which is an actual Joey Styles quote. Um, well, Big Dick stunk. The next segment we have had a great fucking line in it. I don't care what anybody says, but Stevie Richards is with the Heavenly Bodies asking them if there's anything they would like. And I think Dr. Tom says he'd like ice water or something like that. And Jimmy Del Rey says, bring Coke and don't forget a straw. Oh, I didn't hear that. You bring me, I think I think he says bring me Coke <coughs> or something like that. He, that's alluding to it might be the soda. But he says, don't forget the straw. So nice little line about cocaine from Jimmy Backlund there. Go figure. ECW. My biggest fear is, Go figure. My biggest fear is Beulah shouldn't be in a hotel room with Jimmy Del Rey. Nobody should be in a hotel room with Jimmy Del Rey. He might not get out of there. <laughs> that I mean, cost sure. Tatanka his job. That cost Tatanka his job for like six months, and he left. He was like, I got to go. <laughs> he wasn't even there for the incident. <laughs> it cost him his job. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, wasn't he? Wasn't Tatanka <laughs> Jimmy Del Rey's room? Yeah, and that shit was so bad, and you might know what happened, but I've heard shoot interviews where people ask what happened in that room, and wrestlers don't even talk about it. Like They're like, nah. Like, like, nah, we're not, we're not going to bring that up. Like, they won't even say what happened with Del Rey and that girl. Dude, it's, it's, it's too unbelievable. It's too unbelievable. Like, I mean, I've heard several versions of the story, and it, it's just too unbelievable. That you know, you know what I mean? You, that doesn't. You can't do that. You can't do that to people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, Chris Chavez left before it happened, and they still fucking said you gotta go <laughs> for a little bit because you're just associated with it. Like your DNA is in there, so we gotta get rid of you. For your touch DNA is in that room, so we gotta get we gotta you gotta go away for a little bit. Yeah, that that, that shit was. Uh, I mean, from from what I hear, it was it was it was horrific. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all I'm gonna say, and, and I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was coke fueled. I'm sure it was. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie and pretend like you know. I'm sure it was. It had it had to have been. It, that shit don't happen between you know regular straight headed people. You know what I'm saying? There was like yeah, it was, it was a fucking murder scene. It was uh, almost an anti Argentino, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it it basically was. And Tatanka was like, I uh, I gotta go. 
<laughs> yeah. And they were like, you got to go. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't have took me long either to go, all right, I'm 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 changing the room, buddy. <laughs> I'm moving. Down, I'm I'm going down the hall because down the hall because you know uh, I've seen enough. Well, the main or the, I guess Del Rey. Yeah. Yes. To to, to my knowledge, he is. How is he still alive? Dead? Oh, he's dead. No, is he? I thought he was still alive. Oh, Jimmy 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 Del Rey's dead. What about Road Warrior Animal? He's dead too. Hawk, way dead. Um, who else do I not know is dead? Dustin Johnny Hunt? Grunge. Johnny Grunge. <laughs> Johnny Grunge is dead. Yeah, that's sad. Well, guess who's not dead? Who's not dead? Yeah, Sandman and Steve Austin. Yeah, the Pit main Bowl event match here. Alive. Main event match here uh, for J this J episode. Jason's still alive. Well, that's his fault. I'm going to go through all the wrestlers that are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, like eight of them? From ECW? Me? Well, everybody, everybody, everybody that's in this next matchup is still alive. We can say that. So there's something positive. Mikey Whipwreck, Steve Austin, the Sandman in a triangle Not match everybody, for the ECW dude. Championship. <laughs> You're using the word alive subjectively. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like I liked all this shit, man. Like, oh yeah, I did I, too. I, I like this match. I thought I thought it was entertaining, and it took up I don't know it took up a lot of TV time, which it didn't bother me. Which you know what I mean? And like a lot of times when you when you get a match, like you know you know just if you watch Raw or something. And and they put a put a match out there and it goes on and on like forever, like this didn't bother me at all. And then I realized it was like thirty five minutes, like of of all this. And twenty five minutes of it was Sandman's entrance. Well, that was twelve minutes. I like the fact that it was a triple threat match or whatever, and Sandman showed up late, and still did his entire entrance. I just think that's funny. I just thought it was fun, and, and that's what I wrote. Now, that was one of my quotes was, I thought, I just said, I think this was fun. Yeah, it was well-paced, and everybody played their role in the match perfectly. Perfectly. You know, I mean, uh, Mikey, I mean, uh, Mikey, once once Sandman showed up, and he him and Austin kind of made it about him and Austin, Mikey was just kind of a nuisance, you know, but he was... It was the underdog nuisance kind of in their way. It was almost like they were having a championship match and kind of ignoring him. But Which was then fine. He, would, he would get his spots in. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I thought it was really well done. It's a lot. I, I, let, I, th I thoroughly it, enjoyed it. And it let Steve get his win back without being the champ because you knew Paul, Paul knew that Steve wasn't going to be there forever. You know what I mean? Like I, I there, there's, I guarantee that Steve showing up in ECW, Polly probably knew that this is just a placeholder for him going to Vince. Right. So it was just kind of like well, Steve put you, over why Mikey. Do think, why do you think he put Mikey over? To begin with. Yeah, because you, because Paul knew he was leaving, and and, yeah, and Steve, then and then like I said, Steve and this match. And then in this match, I mean, it let it, like, 
Mikey pinned Steve in that title match, but then in this one they let Steve pin Mikey, but it didn't mean that he was the champ. You know what I mean? But it didn't make him look shitty leaving out because he got, you know, he got his win back or whatever. And like I said, they 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 weren't gonna put the belt on Steve, but they didn't want Steve to like not have a pinfall, like at least one pinfall in his fucking ECW run. I just laughed when they called him Superstar Steve Austin. That just made my day. Like you know, knowing knowing what you know now, you know what I'm saying. And they go, they call him Superstar Steve Austin. I'm like, dude, you're kidding me. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, if he has it. Does like he have it. a? Does he have a? Does he have another match after this, or is it just promos? I don't, um, I don't think he does because this is December twelfth. I know they they probably recorded at least this not season. on TV. I'm sure he's probably I'm sure he's probably working house shows or whatever. But I don't know if he has another TV match after this. Yeah, well, there, there he was is, no he, house shows. He is on. He makes his WWF debut on the Brother Love Show. I think it's like the Christmas Eve edition of of Raw in '95. So within a couple of weeks, he's on WWF TV doing the ring. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't staying. Everybody knew he wasn't staying. Like that wasn't so skipping no, over these. That was no secret. Oh, sorry, skipping over these shows that we skipped over. We didn't skip over the like the the lunchbox promo and everything, did we? I don't know. Uh, I hope we didn't. That's good <laughs> shit. I don't know because when I when I went through them, I just look, was looking. I at, just look, was looking at that was looking at what matches, what in ring actions was on the show, you know, to make sure we weren't watching the same matches over and over again. Oh. To be honest with you, I just you know, but so I don't know if we missed it or not. If we did, we could always go back and and have a look at it. And That's some true. Material. Shit. But I yeah, can't like wait Aaron, to go back and do this again. Like Aaron said, um, Mikey gets pinned by Steve Austin after a stun gun. So then now it's it's Steve versus the Sandman for the title. Um, and Joey Joey on commentary makes a great point. You know, even though at this point in the match, Austin's not the champion, he sees himself as the champion because he pinned the champion. So he's going to wrestle like a champion. And uh, Sandman and Austin go at it. And you know, you forget about it. You forget about it because Steve had such a short run in ECW. But it's kind of crazy how well him and Sandman kind of meshed together. Kind of meshed. Like they really together. actually worked really well together. Well, I mean, I mean, sometimes sloppy is good. Not all the time. Raven would tell you that like, about Sandman. This was this was sloppy good. You know, it was. Awkward. I feel like that at the end of. I feel like that at the end of a bar night every once in a while. Yeah. Like, well. Huh. Sometimes sloppy's good, I guess. <laughs> and, and, and and this was sloppy good. Like they were all over the place. It wasn't headlocks, you know, hammer, you know what I mean? They were just all over the place, beating other up. The bumps were awkward. Like, you know, it it, it, it kind of looked like a real a real kind of fight, in my opinion. Yeah, like Oh, it did. It looked like two guys that were just down to kick the shit out of each other. It wasn't choreographed. It was just a brawl. And it really worked. That that's what I thought. That's exactly what I what, what I that's exactly what I got out of it was like I like this because it's awkward, it's ugly, it's sloppy, but it looks it's a real. Bar fight. It looks real. 
as much as I don't like to say it, man, that's that. I mean, that's his that's his style, and it works for him. And at the end of it, when he ends up winning the belt, he looks terrible. Like, like I don't want to say it. Like, I'm not saying like he looks terrible, but like Nate, if you want to go over the end of the match, it's fine, and then I'll say what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, essentially, I mean, essentially, Steve Austin is since the since the crowd's chanting Hogan at him anyway. He's he's giving them the shit back by cupping his ear and doing the leg drop and everything. Just like you know what, fuck you too, you sons of bitches. But uh, he uh, it is funny. It is funny they chanted, "Where's your hair, Adam?" <laughs> yeah, because he's got his. I, I never, I never they're like, that. "Where's your hair?" <laughs> Go ahead, Nate. Sorry. I never caught that. Sandman tries to use brass knucks on <clears throat> Austin, but but I never I never saw him. No, I, I didn't. I didn't see them until I, I I heard Joey say something about him, but I didn't. Yeah, but I, I never but, I, I never I never saw a woman hand them to him, or I never saw him taking it out of his pants. Like I'm like all of a sudden he's got brass knuckles on, or at least Joey said he did, and I'm going I never saw any of this. Steve tried to use them first. Well, how do you how do you do all this and not and not make it a bigger spectacle to where everybody sees what's going on? You understand what I'm saying? I ne- I, yeah, like I, said, but, I, I but, never saw any of this. But in the match, Steve tried to use them first because it was like it's kind of like the the classic heel thing, you know, where the heel tries to do something and it ends up being his comeuppance or whatever. Because he tried right. to use them first and it didn't work, and then Sandman ended up getting them and um, hitting Steve with them, and um, Sandman pins Steve, and the ref doesn't see Steve's foot on the rope because he got bumped, so he's groggy, and it's the one, two, three, and then Sandman's the champ. Lazy booking. <laughs> but I love the fact that that Sandman's the champ. And he is completely disheveled. Like his his fucking outfit's dirty. His hair's all they, fucked up. They, they mentioned that they mentioned that he they mentioned a cigarette at the end of it. They, they mentioned that he injured his hand during the match. Yeah, he's a mess. Guess he legitimately did. Hey, you know what though? I mean, honestly, if you if if you think about it, it's a great visual. It's kind of I mean, like it. it's kind of like all those visuals, and people can say what they want about him at the end of the day, but some of the better visuals of the, of the mid two thousands in wrestling are during that heel title run that JBL had, because after every title, after every successful title defense, he looked like the fucking worst of it. He was covered in blood. He was, he was in a fucking casket. Something. I mean, he just, he had been choke slammed through the top of a limousine and missing a tooth. Like, he did such a. I don't care. Then, I don't, anybody can say what they want. He did a great job with that heel run with the title. And, and they'd but, hand him his belt, and he looked confused why he still yeah. had it. Like, he, didn't <laughs> he, know, he didn't even know. He didn't even know. He didn't even know he won. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm still I love champ. when he get. I love. I love when my favorite one is when JBL gets choke slammed off the cage, like through the ring, and that's the reason he won. That's because Big Show <laughs> like choke slammed him, and he crawls out like. Through the apron, he's like, I, I guess I won. All right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that that's a whole other show. The JBL mm-hmm. run, it's a great fucking yeah, run. This, this, like, like you guys said, it's a great visual for the Sandman. You know, he's 
he's finally overcome this pesky Mikey Whipwreck and this Steve Austin guy, and he is the champion again. Now we go into Pulp Fiction, and like I've been doing with Pulp Fiction, it's just easier to write down who you see on the screen. And then if anything sticks out to you guys as we go through it, uh, no. just let me know and I'll shut up. But That's a pretty weak Pulp Fiction. I yeah, mean, we got this. The Dudley's probably was the best part about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's the mo the most notes that I have on it. There's lots of good Dudley stuff in here. Even DW singing Feliz Navidad is kind of entertaining. Well, that, that's what, that's what I was talking about. It always cracks me up that he's supposedly a Native American Dudley, but he he, he speaks Spanish and acts like it's Mexican. It's just that's... oh, he's he's an Indian Dudley. I guess I don't know. I think Oahu. <laughs> they were good blankets. Wahoo McDudley? Wahoo McDudley. <laughs> is, is that, Wahoo is that his was, new name? I think Wahoo was probably the, one of the only actual Native American, Native American wrestlers. It was like him and him and Tataka. Everybody else is like Mexican or fucking Arab. Italian. Oh, come Arab. on. Are you trying to tell me that Jay Scarpa was not Indian? Speaking of which, um, Adnan Al Casey died today. Billy White Wolf. She? Adnan Al Casey? Yeah. Speaking of fake Indians, yep, he passed away today. Well, that's sad. If you never read his autobiography, his autobiography is fucking fascinating. His his the story of his life is that dude is lived a life, man. Yeah, he lived a oh life. yeah. His 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 autobiography is actually one of my favorite wrestling books. Like nobody lived a life like that dude. I, I don't I don't I don't understand. Fill me in. I don't know. He actually like the the story of him knowing Saddam. Yeah, he had to escape. Like so, he was he was literally a, a quote unquote friend of Saddam Hussein. He had to escape Iraq. And then he was, you know, worried about his family and this. Because he worked, he were actually worked. If his story, if what he's saying is true, like he actually worked as like a double for him and all that shit. And like, I'm sorry, like often people that were close to him and shit. And he thought, oh shit, I might be next. And he had to fucking. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did hear that shit. Like he had to yeah. bounce out of there because he's like, I don't know what's fucking gonna happen to me, and <laughs> had to like wait at least like a year to get his fucking family over here and shit. Like it was fucking nuts. His life was insane. Poor Adnan Al Casey. <laughs> oh, but he I, got to the. He did I, get to the of, states. Speaking of, um, speaking of people dying, I lost. I lost my cat today. Yeah. I, lo I lost Fatty Pants. This show is dedicated to Fatty and Funk. Funk Fatty. Fatty Funk. Fatty Funk. Number <laughs> two. He used to work. He used to work the towns with Arbuckle, the Fatties, Fatty Funk, and Fatty Arbuckle, and Archie oh. Mitchell. <laughs> fatty didn't do a whole lot of working, dude. Fatty Funk was what they were going to call Adrian before they decided to just make him adorable. <laughs> Name two more cats the same exact names. Yeah, I, I name all I, I name all my cats the same name, so I don't forget them. They're either Mister Wrestling One and Two or Thing One, Thing Two, Thing Two, Thing One. I always, I've always, I've never been able to convince my wife, but I've always wanted to name one of our cats Cat Patterson. 
Cat Patterson? Yes, Cat Patterson. That's a great name. Cat Stevens? Cat Stevens. Yeah, I'm da- I'm down with that, man. I well, might start calling like I might start calling the cat Cat Patterson. Cat Patterson. They don't fucking know. It's just, it's just kind of inappropriately groping the other cats. Like what's <laughs> happening? Well, I mean, I mean, one of them could be gay anyway. I don't know. The other cats were going ba- around with each the other, other and shit. The other cats were going banana. Yeah, they're they're up. They're always fucking around with each other. I don't know what's going on over there. I brought the kibble. It was good kibble. Like the deal Shut with up. the apples. The deal with the apples. All right. Anyway, are we wrapping we're go- this we're, up? We're going off the rails. Yes, let's wrap it up. What did you guys think? I actually enjoyed this episode of ECW. Good under sure good, right, under- good undercard match with the tag team match, and then a really good main event. Like Chad said, it 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 was good enough where you didn't feel like it was dragging on and on and on. This show just kind of got to the point. Yep, and and that and that's why I think that we're on a we're we're on a good a good trajectory when it comes to ECW. Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's like it's like I said. Oh, I was just gonna say it's like with the November with November to remember that we watched and watching this now, and we've been saying for I don't know how many shows we've done show after show after show where we're like oh we're getting to we're getting to the ECW what what right. ECW is and what everybody remembers it's like it's it's in the stride now you know what Aaron, I mean? like, Aaron no more... it was Aaron how many weeks was it it was it, it was it at the end of our show we would we always say we're getting there well we're there now like this is no longer um, any Cabrini or Todd Gorin stuff. This is this is Paul finally being in charge. I think. Good, good thing, man. <laughs> it, was, it was a good show. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I mean, and much more. And much more. I can tell you. I thought it was good. I mean, the matches were fine. I mean, the clips are great. Joey Joey did his job like well. I thought. Well produced show. Absolutely. Well, Aaron, Chad, thank you for joining me on the show this week. Chad, it's nice to have you back. And uh we will wrap this one up and get we will see everybody next week as we go to the episode. I believe it's December 19th of 1995. And like these guys said, we are we are getting into some 96 is a really good year for ECW. Let's put it that way. So it's their best year. 